Welcome to another glorious Friday, the Speaking for Him podcast. I'm Dan Van Zellen, and here is your host, Andrew Gomenson. Hello, Dan. It's great to be with you. And if you noticed that Irish lilt in Dan's voice, um, you probably have guessed what our topic is for today. Um, we are coming to you just a couple days before St. Patrick's Day, and so... Um, I really like holidays. If you um, know anything about the podcast, you know that I um, am constantly trying to come up with content uh, for the podcast. And as I was com- contemplating what to talk about on this St. Patrick's Day podcast, I was on YouTube. and That's a dangerous place to be. It is. I, I found a, a YouTube uh, move a uh, movie on YouTube, actually from the, I think it was from the Fox Family Channel in the year two thousand. They did a movie called Saint Patrick the Legend, and so um we're gonna talk about that today. Um, rumor has it that Dan saw at least a few minutes of this film. I did. Um, unfortunately, I, I, <laughs> he does not have a very high opinion of it. Um. It's not even the fault of the actors, and uh, we will we'll see where we'll see how this comes out after we uh, listen to a few moment clip from the film. Because ironically, I couldn't find an official trailer, but this is a couple minute clip from the film Saint Patrick the Legend. You wish the quote first. Oh, um, well, uh, let's we'll have a quote for Saint from Saint Patrick first, and then we will go into the. Movie clip. Thank you, Dan, for keeping me on track. I wouldn't want you to get lost. All right. The quote of the day. I pray to God to give me perseverance and to dine that I be faithful witness to him to the end of my life for my God. St. Patrick. The Confessions of St. Patrick. With a temperate life and epistle to the soldiers of Crotius. And now, the trailer. Have you travelled far? All the way from civilization. We've been sent by Bishop Quentin, head of the Church of Britain. Well, Bishop Patrick will be delighted to have my shoulders at the wheel. Yes, indeed. Just there. Excuse me. Can anyone tell me where we'll locate Bishop Patrick? We were told we'd find him here. I'm Patrick. Bishop Patrick? Yes. There are no lilies of the field in this mission. You're the new man sent by Bishop Quentin? Yes. Then he sends his regards. You must be tired from your journeys. The Irish as a race seem to enjoy their squalor. These are hard-working, honest people, as you'll soon learn when you go out into the field to preach. The field? We are missionaries here. Ah, but you see, Bishop Quentin has sent us to establish the system of church taxes and arrange for the transfer of tithes to the Church of Britain. Is that a fact? We're trained in the means of building administrative structures. More clerks than clerics, you'd say. Pardon? He what? Yes, he, um, sent us back. Was perfectly charming about it. Let us stay the night and refresh ourselves for the journey. Pox on him! 
Holy, humble peasant talk. I knew it was a sham. He's taken root in Ireland. He's serving Rome instead of us. I didn't get the impression that he's sending money to Rome either. He's building churches and paying chieftains so that members of their tribes can join his order and become ordained. He's using church money to buy slaves. I wouldn't quite put it like that. He has no authority to spend the church's money. He's accountable to me in all such matters. Well, I really don't think that's how he sees the situation. All right, so that's a little clip from the movie. And I really enjoyed this film. Um, and I think it's kind of difficult. You know, a couple a few weeks ago we had our our Valentine's Day podcast and we said that there's a lot of legend and conjecture um, about St. Valentine. There's and, even more about St. Patrick. Well, there's a lot about St. Patrick except the difference is we, we have some definitive writings from St. Patrick um, yeah. and that is where that quote came from that we had for our quote of the day. So there is a little bit of a difference there, but – I definitely agree with you that there is some issues that can sometimes come to bear on uh, when you're putting together a film project like this. But that's why the the word the uh, title has the legend in it. So, um, uh, talking about this movie synopsis, uh, first of all. Uh, it basically goes through the life of St. Patrick and um, he starts out, he's kind of a rebellious type of kid. He has studies that he's supposed to be doing and his parents are trying he's to running him off to go look at other things. And he's, he's running off for adventures. You know, that's kind of where his head is at. His head is in the clouds. And then <laughs> he ends up going to this, um, Druidic celebration. A, a druidic celebration, which I I heard in the com- at least in the comments of the YouTube video that that was something that he did not do. Um, but whatever the case may be, um, he was out uh, running around, um, and that's when he got kidnapped and taken to Ireland. He was from Britain. And he was taken to Ireland as a slave. And um, after working in Ireland, I think the movie said six years as a slave, God communicated to him uh, that there was a ship that was going to take him to his family, back to his family. And so he goes there. They don't want to let him on the ship. But then he prays and asks God to allow him on. And the people that own the ship, they have further discussions and they decide we're going to let you onto the ship free of charge. So he goes home. He's home for a little while. And once again, um, God speaks to him. And this time he tells him to go back to Ireland to, um, to share the gospel with these druids and these pagans. Um, people who know nothing about yeah. God. One thing that we do know about Ireland at that time was that it was that it was very pagan, very into 
uh, different witchcraft type things. So one thing that is not in very much dispute is that St. Patrick brought Christianity uh, to Ireland. Um, it is in fact why he's the patron saint of Ireland. One of the funny things about it is that um, a lot of people – you know, don't even view St. Patrick as a Catholic, and yet, um, it, and it actually seems like he had a very Protestant message of needing to come, you know, making a personal declaration of repentance to have salvation through faith, and yet he's venerated as a Catholic saint of, of sorts. I don't know if he's considered an official saint, but um, a lot of the Catholic... Um, and possibly uh, denominations like it, they they venerate him as a saint. And St. Patrick's Day comes from the the conjectured date of his death. Um, and so I, I thought the film was actually pretty good. I thought there's a lot of parallels in his life to Joseph um, because mm-hmm. he, he goes as a slave um, – to Ireland, then he escapes, then God calls him back to Ireland to save the Irish people. And this is what kind of where the legends kick in because there were numerous times in the film when people try to hurt him and they're unable to do so. Um, and he kind of supernaturally escapes injury. Now, it's debatable um how much that can be the case but uh i but it's hard to know exactly what happened because again uh we are dealing with a legend not just a straight up true story and one of the reasons i felt confident in reviewing this film today is because when i looked up a review of the film it did have a very high um dove rating um so I I would encourage you to watch it. Um, so let's break it down a little bit. First of all, Dan, um, I know you had some thoughts. They were more on the production side of things, but um, I, why don't you balance my enthusiasm and uh, I, I'll be the pessimist for just you. Give some just give <laughs> some thoughts. So other things I liked about the movie. Uh, was actually the actors. They did, well, as far as I could see, I didn't see very much of the movie, only about a third. But they did a good job. They're good people. I respect them. And I know we're supposed to dislike the Bishop of England quite a lot. Uh, and he's very dislikable, <laughs> as the uh, trailer showed. But the negative is mostly on the production side, and uh, it irritated me a lot of the color choices for the shamans and especially the peasantry. And you had the shamans and the druids. And unfortunately, it's very obvious that they are wearing printed clothing. <laughs> okay. And that kind of hurt. But I, uh, the good thing I did notice, uh, Patrick's father is he's mentioned as a Roman tax collector. And he looks like a Roman tax collector. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Very much so. So they at least got that one kind of right, um, which I'm grateful for. So, you know, 
I definitely want to be fair when I do these reviews. Not everything about every movie that I review is great. Um, and so we, we want to be fair. Um, so what's your positive thought about the movie? Uh, well, the, the positive thought is I still think it comes for, comes through the overall message of doing what God calls you to do, even if it doesn't make sense. Like his dad at first tells him, you know, um, if you leave, you're no longer my son because he's like, why would you want to go back to the very place that enslaved you when you have everything? Because his dad was rich. You know, his dad had very, a, very rich. His dad had everything that he could ever want. And yet, um, and yet he, here he was, um, uh, contemplating going back to Ireland and going back to the very people that enslaved him. And so he, and even when he goes to the, to the monastery to get trained, he really has to, kind of fight for the right to be trained because at first it was kind of like they didn't really want to train him uh, as as a bishop. And then they sent a bishop to Ireland and in the movie, the original bishop that they sent there got chased away and got scared away from the Irish people. But yet St. Patrick was determined to go there. And then... um it was also interesting because he was kind of the way they portrayed him in the film. He was kind of like Martin Luther too, because he was going against the conventions of the church. You know, the church wanted him to go and establish their church in Ireland and in the taxes and to get the taxes and perhaps even the, the, what are those called? Indulgences, mm-hmm. you know, that the church was used to collecting. And he's like, I'm just a simple peasant who happens to be a preacher, you know. That's kind of the way he lived. And when they when they went and visited him, like in that clip you shared, he was working right alongside them. Mm-hmm. You know, basically, base. I forget the, what the exact line was, but he was basically saying, "There's no exalted class here." You know, hey. we all roll up our sleeves and and do the work to get it done. Well, it's very noticeable in the movie. The Bishop of Britain. Uh, the fellow you heard talking and cursing out, Patrick, he wears a bright red hat and silk clothing compared to St. Patrick, who is wearing homespun wool cloak with a mantle. Uh, you know, it's, it's very much whatever he could find lying around, basically. And my favorite character of the film, and I always go differently than just the the – the main character, because that's an easy one. It would be easy to say St. Patrick's your favorite character. <laughs> um, but St. Patrick actually had a friend that went into the monastery before him who, even though he kind of has to fight being in that um, in that religious clique where he's trying to trying to please his bishop, he ultimately goes above the bishop's head to... Um, to the Pope and gets the opportunity for St. Patrick to stay in Ireland as the bishop, which he does for the rest of his life. And of course, the most famous legend that is talked about in the film is him using the three-leaf clover to show the Trinity, uh, one God, three persons. Um, so, and my least favorite 
was definitely the bishop. You know, he, he, he never, the funny thing is he never even talked to Patrick. You know, he just, he made assumptions about Patrick. He made assumptions about what he was hearing. And so often we can do the same. Mm -hmm. Um, when we have conflicts, the thing to do is to go directly to the person that we have the conflict with and not to, um, not to allow, uh, other people's opinions or suppositions about the person to frame the way we think. Now, obviously, based on what we saw him doing and how he sent away the people that the bishop sent, I think that was a pretty good indication to the bishop that things weren't going to go his way. <laughs> so, Well, I remember at the very beginning of the movie uh, where Patrick performs one of his miracles destroying the druid site. The next thing you see is the bishop and... He is causing a fuss uh, with the uh, locals, uh, the local powers and powers of the church. And one of the things he says is, Patrick's God isn't God. It's himself. Uh, that's the entirety of his view of Patrick. Which I think um, is ironic. Because, because it's him. Yeah, because it's exactly how he's acting that, that, that what I, what I say is what matters. Um, my God is myself, you know, that's basically the way he's carrying himself. And then he's sitting there accusing Patrick of, of being that. He's accusing Patrick of being himself. Yes. And so, he doesn't see it, obviously. Which, Again, also parallels with the Pharisees in the Bible hey. who were constantly after Jesus when Jesus was just this humble guy who was trying to lead people to the truth. Um, so uh, I uh, – there were obvious uh, issues with the film um, from a production standpoint as Dan pointed out. Um, I'm going to give this film – a three out of five. Um, like Dan said, the production could have been higher. And also, um, I'm not sure how much of the information was verified, especially some of the crazier scenes, like when he um, has one of his assistants walk through a fire um, with one of the bishop's assistants. The bishop's assistant dies in the fire. The the St. Patrick's assistant walks out unscathed. Now, of course, we see a story like that in the Bible with the men in the fiery furnace. I'm just not sure that it happened with St. Patrick. Hey. But again, any opportunity that we have to um, share a story about a, about a person who becomes sold out for the gospel and really wants to share it with others and puts himself out there to the extent that he goes back to where he was enslaved um, to share the gospel. Um, I think that's worth watching. And so I would encourage you um, to call it up on YouTube. Or um, if it's not there by the time you listen to this, you can probably get it on Amazon. Or knowing that it's a Fox Family film, they will probably resurrect it around St. Patrick's Day. If you have Fox family, so there's probably some opportunities 
to watch it. And I will try to have a, the YouTube link in the blog so you can take a look at this film. And above all, I I hope you realize that there's more to St. Patrick's Day than just green beer and wearing, <laughs> wearing green so you don't get pinched. Um, I actually think St. Patrick would be pretty disappointed about what most people feel constitutes a St. Patrick's Day celebration. Well, to be honest, I've always thought that uh, the people that the church, the Catholic Church in particular, likes to call saints would be very, very disappointed in being called saints and venerated to the such extent. Well, it's it's actually kind of funny because I I saw somebody post on Facebook um, – Pray and ask God to make you a saint. But I'm I'm here to tell you that I am a saint. The Bible says that I am. Um, and the Bible's definition of a saint is anyone who has been born again by the Spirit of God. And when Paul wrote his epistles, he always wrote them to the saints mm-hmm. at Colossae or the saints at Philippi. Um, and you and I could be the saints of West Michigan. Uh, not because of who we are, but because of who he is. And so I don't need to pray to become a saint because I've already become a saint um, through the blood of Jesus. And that's the most exciting thing that I could share with you on this thing, St. Patrick's Day weekend. Do you have anything final to add, Dan? Well, I'm going to direct your attention to a question. What do you think is the biggest lesson you took away from the film? I, I think the biggest lesson is um, – when I, you know, Billy Graham said, when P, when somebody shows courage, the spine of others is stiffened. And the one consistent thing that I've read about St. Patrick is that there basically was not a part of, um, Ireland that he didn't bring Christianity to. Now, that doesn't mean that every single person in Ireland became a Christian. No. Because cause those are those are extremely long odds that that would happen. <laughs> It'd but, be very nice to have yes, it happen. It would be amazing to have happen. But what it does mean is that he was dedicated to bringing the gospel to all of Ireland, and it seems like he did um, a fairly good job. A of fairly it. good job of that. It, it, to be evidenced by the fact that everybody in Ireland knows who he is. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. Um, you know, like I said, there's conflicting accounts. This the legend of Saint Patrick was based on his writings, but also many of the legends. It's kind of like when we, if you grew up watching Davy Crockett uh, on the old Disney shows, there was a there was a uh, a theme song for Davy Crockett back then that said that he killed a bear when he was only three years old. You know, that kind of stuff. We were pretty sure did not happen. But, yet, but it's a folk legend. But yeah, it's a folk legend and it's a fun thing to happen. So I hope that as you watch this film, you can think of it in terms of separating the folk legend from the facts that we do know. And, I, and above all, I think I hope that it encourages you to study St. Patrick. You know, find some other things about him. There was a documentary about him that I was actually going to watch as a supplement to the film before I came in here. And I just did not have time to do it. But... um. That's also on YouTube if you're searching for St. Patrick. And interestingly enough, it is uh, narrated by Liam Neeson, which is a good narrative voice to have. So, <laughs> Aye. so uh, just wanted to throw 
that out there and I'm, I may include the link to the documentary as well when I post the blog. So you want to make sure that you are getting on the blog so that you can avail yourself of any extra notes that we throw up there um, that do not make it into the podcast. Um, but I hope that you have a wonderful St. Patrick's Day weekend. Stay safe and have fun. And above all, keep serving the best of masters. Thank you for listening to today's episode. Your host has been Andrew Gomison, founder of Speaking for Him. For more information on today's show and to leave us comments and voicemails, visit speakingforhim.blogspot.com. You can find Andrew's ministry at speakingforhim.com. That's speaking, the number four, H-I-M. You can also interact with us at facebook.com slash speakingforhim and on Twitter at Speaking for Him. And when you look for us on iTunes and Stitcher, let us know what you think of the podcast by leaving a rating and review.